The advice and opinions expressed by the host of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Autism with Shannon and Nancy. I'm Nancy Allspot-Jackson. And I'm Shannon Penrod and so thrilled to be here with all of you. You're looking great today, Nancy. Thank you, honey. You look great. You look all cheery and blue. <laughs> okay. Well, I hope I'm tired today. I'm tired today because we've spent, you and I both are, sure, are kind of bleary eyed because we've been watching a lot of Love on the Spectrum. Right. So right. we, we, have, we have one of the featured players in Love on the Spectrum here with us today, Danny Bowman. So we're really excited to talk to her about the show and how that experience has been for her. Absolutely. And before that, we are going to have another fabulous guest who, my goodness, I don't know how she has time to do all the things that she does, runs, is president of an amazing book publishing company, runs a division of it that's just about sensory stuff is a children's author author as well. We're talking about Jennifer Gilpin Yasio from Future Horizons is going to be joining us in just a few minutes. But uh, first, we wanted to say that we are not live right now. We, this is pre-recorded, but we're pre-recording on Wednesday evening. So you're seeing it just a couple of hours after we pre-recorded it. Uh, and I'm watching live with you right now. And the chat is open. So you can still be chatting and commenting and asking questions. And I know you guys are going to have a question for Danny, uh, and you probably are going to have questions for Jennifer. You may have questions for Nancy. If you have questions, go ahead and write them in the chat. I'll make sure that they get to the right person uh, so that and maybe even during the hour we'll, we'll have questions uh, answered by them. So make sure that uh, Traven is showing you all the different places where we are live right now. We're live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. And of course, about 12 other places. And don't forget that this show podcasts and is available wherever you get your podcasts. So uh, that's our that's our business there. But we love it when you like and share and tell other people. And I'm sure everybody's going to be talking about love on the spectrum. So share it with your friends so that they can see uh, all the news that we have to offer here, too. Which leads me to uh, we're about to do news in a second. But first, we always like to start off the show right now with Wyart, Nancy. So tell us what Wyatt's been up to. Well, he's been painting a lot of giraffes, but I think I showed you a giraffe last week. But I, he painted one last night. So beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Just yeah, stunning. he painted this giraffe last night. The for eyes are amazing. Of, yeah, for a friend of mine who has a travel company called Tra Flying Giraffe Travel. So they, oh, cool. they wanted that for their office. And then I, I, Traven has a picture. That's an eye, obviously, that he wow. painted. Something very different for him. Yeah. Now, his, who's, whose eye is that, Nancy? Well, his art teacher showed him photographs of eyes. So he took that, he, he did a, looked at a photograph of an eye. And painted wow. I mean, the colors on that, it's just so intricate is what I'm trying to say. It's yeah. just stunning. So who is the proud owner of that painting now? 
uh, my friend Janet Heller bought that painting. Amazing. Amazing. You got that. She came over Saturday night. I had a little party here and she saw it and said, I want to buy that. There you go. I love it. Love it. Love it. Put it we didn't really seat. say to you last week because you had a birthday in the last week. Happy birthday. Yes, I darling. did. Happy birthday. Thank you, darling. I appreciate it. We're glad to have you one more trip around the sun. So anything else that you have to show us from Wyatt this week? That's it for this week. But the eyes, you posted on Facebook and you said the eyes have it. And boy, that is just the truth, Nancy. There is something about the way he captures expression in eyes. And, oh, it's just, there's just something about it. Like, I think that's what makes that and the way he, the like the mouths of the cows just uh-huh. are, are just amazing. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. You must be so proud of him. I let him know. I am. He's a great, become a great artist. He really is. Amazing. Uh, and of course, where can people go to see on a regular basis what the art is that he's doing that week and potentially to order if they want to have mm-hmm. a commission, a piece, uh-huh. and and so on and so forth? What gives the 411? On Facebook, it's Y-R-T, W-Y-A-R-T, separate word, autism. And on Instagram, it's Y-R-T underscore autism. So they can go to both of those uh, to see his paintings. I usually post everything he does on there. And thank you for spelling it out. We also wanted to, we did a little experiment last week where in the past, what we've done is when we podcast, we podcast both the video and the audio to all those podcast formats. And some, some of you are downloading the video in podcast. What we did last week is we stopped that and said, we're just going to publish the audio portion and then ask you if you want to watch the video, it's available to you 24 hours a day, seven days a week for free on YouTube. So Ah. um, we want to make sure that you were directing you guys to go there because what we're hearing from you, Traven is fabulous and did a survey is that most of you would rather download just the audio for your podcast, but you get confused sometimes and you're downloading the video. That's expensive for us, to be honest. And it also takes a bandwidth for you. So uh, we wanted to make it easy, easy for everybody. Our content is available for free everywhere, but um, we're going to, we're going to move ahead for now with that. And it, it will just be available, the audio portion in podcast. Unless you write to us and say, Shannon, I, you know, Traven, I just, I can't deal. I need that. And tell us why. So feel free to do that. But if you're confused and dazed and want to know why are you only getting the audio, that is why. So, um, and speaking of which, speaking of it costing us money, we're going to pause for just a sec so that we can hear from one of our sponsors. Let's hear from ZPod. My Z-Pod, it helps me sleep. It's easier for an autistic person to sleep in there. A Z-Pod helps me sleep better. So Z-Pod allows for complete control of your sleep environment. The big idea is how do we help people sleep better? I'm George Bailey and I'm the president of Z-Pods. My name is Jeff Wade and I am one of the co-founders of Z-Pods. I like that I can close the Z-Pod and that it's around me so nothing can come in there. Micah is 10. She was staying up for like three days 
at a time. We tried weighted blankets, melatonin. We've tried a sleep study because we thought she had sleep apnea. My experience with the Z-Pod has been wonderful. Micah's sleep has changed tremendously. I'm getting more sleep because she's getting sleep. Because of her autism diagnosis and her schizophrenia diagnosis, she was up all night. And I wasn't doing well in school. I used to sleep in a closet. That was the only place that she was feeling comfortable at the time. Since she started with the Z-Pod, her sleeping has improved. The first night, she was in bed, on time, and asleep. My son, Juden, he's neurotypical. It takes him two hours to get to bed at night. But with Z-Pod, it's completely transformed his sleeping. With Joseph, he's autistic. He's very high energy, high anxiety. Joseph would just bounce around his room all the time at night. Joseph has been using his bed now for almost two years. It has become like a real nook for him, just a place where he just feels restored. Helped him decompress, helped him wind down. I read in my Z-Pod, I play games in my Z-Pod. Now that he's sleeping better, I think that all of us are sleeping better. We have taken all of the suggestions that we've received from parents about how we can improve this technology, and we've put together a really exciting new bed that we're going to be releasing onto the market. So we've partnered with a local manufacturer who's invested in the Z-Pod. We've got speakers in the new Z-Pods that will allow you to play nature tracks or meditation tracks. We're going to be creating what we call a sleepscape, where the sleep environment changes according to your individual preference. What we want to do is we want to give a name to sleep that gets kids excited to do this thing that is critical to their health. I could recommend it to good people. Have you ever slept in a Z-Pod? Welcome back. I, I don't know about you, Nancy, but I have fallen in love with the children in that piece. Uh, yeah. I just I just love when he says, I, I will sleep better. Uh, <laughs> and when he says, I would recommend it to good people. Uh, yeah. I just adore the children. Absolutely wonderful. Thank you to Z-Pods for being a fabulous sponsor. So uh, it's time for In the News, Nancy. And we've got, yes. got a couple of interesting things. Yes, this first story is very interesting. Um, it's about Somalis, the Somali population in Minnesota, and how they are trying to create new terms for their children with autism. Because the Somali language hasn't included a word for autism. A lot of the, the phrases they were using were very negative and created stigmas and misunderstandings. So these parents have, have highlighted, I mean, have advocated for new terms to be used. Yes, I I love language. I love words. I think you do too, Nancy. Yes. And and I've argued a, a lot that in the English language, we should be adding more words to describe autism because it's trying to cover something that cannot be covered in one word. And I don't know about you, but I think that that leads to nine tenths of the confusion that there is in the world. Because when you say autism, it even if you're someone who lives in this, in this world, in this, or, and is on this journey, we don't know what that means because right. it could, it's a spectrum. And, um, but this is so dire to me 
that uh, in the Somali language, because there was no word for autism, they were using a word that basically translated to slow-minded, which right. is just tragic. I mean, talk about putting a stigma on top of someone, but now they've created a new word, which means unique mind. Yes. I just, I just want to find these parents and hug them. Yeah, it's down to two words. One of them, Mayangar. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly, is the one that translates to unique mind. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And what a much better way of phrasing that. Absolutely. It's much more accepting. So yeah. I, I hope that these parents will now put their minds to the English words and help us to come up with new words. You know, because, I read. I hadn't. I was not aware until reading this article that the word autism comes from the Greek word for being withdrawn into oneself. I don't think that I realized that before this article either. But it's isn't it time? It's time to have new words. Yes, for sure. Will someone who's a bright mind figure that out and just tell us? We'll be on board. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh and then interesting article in Barron's this week, as we've been talking so much about the need for diversity and inclusion in, in all areas of employment, right? All areas of business. Right. Barron's comes out with this amazing little read, how advisors with autism, ADHD, and other neurodivergent traits are stepping out of the shadows. Turns out that many of the top minds who are already working in this field are neurodiverse. Yes, which is really no surprise. No surprise whatsoever. But this is a great read in, in Barron's um, talking about why these people are coming forward. You know, we featured Temple Grandin before on the show. And, and last year, Temple was talking about a pilot who disclosed that they were neurodiverse and subsequently was lost their ability to fly for that company. They grounded him. And she said, I'm, I'm horrified that at this time I'm encouraging people already working in professional fields to protect themselves and not disclose. So I can't wait to talk with her about this, about these, these individuals decision to step out of the shadows and say, yep, yep, that's who I am. Um, and be in this very powerful position to help others who need to disclose and still want yeah. to be employed. Yes. They've launched a support group. There's a support group that the financial planning association has launched called the neurodivergent planner knowledge circle. Which, you know, Absolutely amazing. I think we can all acknowledge that there are many traits within the spectrum of autism that would lend itself very well to being good in finance. And we've yeah. seen this across the board. Pretty amazing. And then our last uh, news story today, of course, from Spectrum News, which we really love. Uh, there's a new study that's out talking about fevers and children on the autism spectrum. Now, this is something that we had covered several years ago, Nancy, that there, there were some preliminary studies talking about fevers and that for some children that are on the spectrum, when they experience a fever, there seems to be a cessation of some of their autism Excuse symptoms. Excuse me. Bless you. So now, did did Wyatt ever experience this phenomenon when he had a fever? Yes, he did, in fact. 
And so what was different for him? Because Jem did oh, too. I got another sneeze coming. Oh dear. It's allergy okay. season in, in Southern California. Bless you. Um, he, ha- he was more verbal and calmer. And Jem um, was able to access his words better when he had a slight fever. If it was a high fever, forget it. But if he had a slight fever, he was able to speak and, and say things that he couldn't when he didn't. So yeah, a lot of us went down that path. Yeah. Same thing to Wyatt. And a lot of us went down that path. In fact, there were many studies that were done suggesting that maybe it there, there is a chemical reaction that happens in the brain when there's a slight fever that can be mimicked with um, basically a chemical that's in broccoli sprouts. So there was a big phase for a while that a lot of us put our kids on some broccoli sprout uh, supplements because it was such a high amount that you had to give that you couldn't just feed them broccoli sprouts. But now this new study tells us maybe this is not a thing. Do you want to talk about this, Nancy? Yeah. Um, it's It says that most autistic children, like they're not autistic peers, become less social and less communicative and more irritable. irritable when they have a fever. That's a new unpublished study. Um, It was just released the 12th of May in 2022, International Society for Autism Research annual meeting. And um, they said it it flies in the face of the reports that, anecdotal reports that suggested that fever eases behavioral difficulties in autism. Yeah, they have some criticism that it seems like the the way the questions were asked in the original study may have been biased towards, but I don't know. I wasn't part of the original study. I don't think you were either. But when we saw that original study, we both said, wait a second, that's our kids too. Right. Um, So, but, and they did say in this research that there were a, a percentage of kids that did have this phenomenon, but it was much smaller than we were led to believe in the first study. Right. Uh, so definitely requires more to be looked at, but the va- in this particular study, the vast majority of kids, and they looked at both kids that were neurotypical and kids who were neurodiverse, the vast majority of all of them, surprise, didn't feel well when they had a fever and thus, in fact, didn't have some of their symptoms removed. And in some cases, it was actually worse. But that makes sense to me as well. Right. Me too. That's what I would have expected. But I, but again, there is a small percentage of kids that uh, the exact opposite is true. Not that any of us would wish for our kids to have regular fevers, right? right. Um, but as they're looking for medicines to help, with some of the more challenging aspects of autism. I certainly noticed in my son that when he was able to find his words, he was much happier that he could find his words. And even said to me since then, you know, I like it when I can find my words without having to struggle to find them. Right. Right. So uh, in any case, those are our news stories for today, but we have two count them two amazing guests. If you guys have tuned in, to see Danny from Love on the Spectrum. She's coming up in just a couple of minutes. But first, we have another amazing guest. Would you like to introduce her, Nancy? Sure. And I don't want to slaughter her name, so she'll have to correct me when she comes on. Jennifer Gilpin Yasio, or maybe Yasio, is president of Future Horizons and its subsidy, subsidiary, Sensory World, 
Um, ever since her, her younger brother was diagnosed with autism, in 1982, she's been interested in autism and how people are affected by their senses. Uh, Jennifer is excited to be writing children's books now. Um, it was a longtime dream of her. She is the author of I Have an Autism Boost, Temple Did It, and I Can Too, and COVID Isn't Fair. Welcome to the show, Jennifer. Oh, oh here I am. Hi. Hi. How do you say your last name? It's Yasio. Yasio. Okay. Yes. Okay. Great. Well, so happy to have you um, in to the show with us today. And tell Thank us you. about your inspiration for working in the field of autism. Well, that would be my brother. Um, I give a brief history of Future Horizons. We started in the '80s. Um, this is a very different world of autism than what we had now. Um, in the 80s, when my little brother was diagnosed with autism, everything out there was doom and gloom. It was, your child has autism, maybe think about an institution. Uh, they're not going to speak. They're not going to have friends. It was very, um, at least compared to now, very, very doom and gloom, really. And my father uh some of you may know or remember Wayne Gilpin. He got involved with the Autism Society of America and then ran for president of it because uh, he didn't ever do anything halfway yeah. and became very involved. Realized that with the books out there, he didn't like them. And so he decided to write his own book of just a collection of all the stories out there um, that he would meet. Everyone he would talk to would say, oh, my kid said this. and Oh, my kid said this. And yeah, they have such a great different perspective. So he put together a little book called Laughing and Loving with Autism. Took it down to the local bindery, printed up a few, like maybe 100, took it to the Autism Society meeting and sold out within an hour. And that's in a nutshell, how Future Horizons started is wanting to give a different perspective of what autism is. Because, um, you know, these kids are, they give a, a outlook on the world that we need. Right. And sometimes they make us go, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> We've been thinking about that wrong. Um, so that's, that's kind of how it began. And then people would come to them and say, oh, you have to publish this book. You have to publish, look, I wrote something. So it all kind of snowballed. And that's Amazing. how Future Horizons came to be. At this time, um, of course, I was a kid, so I can't claim that I had too much to do with it, except for watching it all evolve. Then, of course, I uh, grew up and fell into the family business and haven't looked back. Amazing. And you're doing a lot of things with the family business. Jennifer, I want to say we're having a little bit of feedback from your microphone. I think it's just when you move. It's rubbing okay. up against something. So sometimes holding it up um, just so that it doesn't rub against something will be helpful. Uh, but one of the things that you have done is that you now have accomplished a lifelong dream and you are an author of children's <laughs> books, which is yes. just amazing. Let's talk about the three books and who they might be right for. Okay. Um, well, this first one I did was uh, Temple Did It and I Can Too. And this just came like, you know, sometimes I'm sitting there going, someone needs to write a book about Temple for kids. And that's so I was like looking around, I was like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> and so that's kind of how it happened. 
And of course, what worked with Temple, who I've known, gosh, since I was nine. Um, she's just amazing. She's so lovely to work with. So, and of course, she doesn't hold anything back. If you put something in the book that's not right, she'd be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> so I, I would call her a co-author. Didn't want to be called a co-author because a lot of it, she's like, no, you can't have that. You have to have this. So really, here we go. I, I think of it as Temple's book, but I kind of had something to do with it. Um, but <laughs> what it is, is I, I kind of boil down all of Temple's little life rules. If you listen to her talks, which obviously I did a lot, kept saying, okay, this is something she says uh, people should always do. This is something she says. So I kind of boiled it down to her seven life rules. And that's what this book is. It's about a little kid going up to Temple saying, how do I do it? Like, this is what you need to do. And there it is. So I think this book is for anybody. It's kind of how to go through life, things that you need, perspectives you need to go through life and to be successful and how she did it. But uh, specific, excuse me, specifically for people with autism, I would say. Um, but and then the other two books? The other two, well, the... Oh, and Tra Traven has the pictures of them as well. Um, okay. I, I'm, I don't know if you've got them there at the ready, Traven. Um, but but oh. no, Traven has them too, I okay. think. But so That's let's talk about the next one. <laughs> okay. Well, COVID isn't fair. Probably not all that uh, necessary right now, thank goodness. But it came at a time when, obviously, 2020, everything shut down. And I actually came up with two books at that time. Um, as you may know, it takes roughly a year just to go from manuscript to finished product. And I turned around two books, Autism in Lockdown and COVID Isn't Fair, within a couple months. So I just, we kind of screeched on the brakes and turned everything around. So Autism and Lockdown, I went ahead and just contacted all of our authors who are wonderful. And you are one of them now. And I'm sure you would have done the same thing. I just kind of said, do you have an essay? Do you want to talk to yeah. about what's going on with COVID right now? Because everything changed. And a lot of times, everybody has difficulty with change, but people with autism, very much so. So I uh, pulled out Autism and Lockdown, not holding this up very well. But anyway... I pulled that one out rather quickly, and that's just thanks to our wonderful authors and getting that out. Then at the same time, I said, somebody needs to write one like that for the kids. <laughs> I guess somebody is me. So I came up with COVID isn't fair, and I have so many emotions. This is kind of talking about all the emotions people were going through at the time, going through lockdown and not being able to see people they love and routines being upset. Anyway, so... Hopefully, people don't need this so much anymore, but it's around. I'm thinking of redoing it in a way because it talks about the different emotions that people were going through. And I think that's kind of necessary for everybody to figure out what to do with anger you have inside or sadness or all the things that people were going through. People still do for other reasons. So I might, I might tweak that a little bit about emotions. And there was a third children's book. Yes. Uh, I have an autism boost, correct? Yes. Yes. That's my newest one. Um, 
again, same theme is looking at the positives that come with having autism. And there really wasn't a children's book out there like that. I thought someone should write one. So I did. Um, it's, it's, it's a similar theme and talking about all the good things you can have when you have the boost. Instead of talking about, oh, I'm different, I do this differently, and I do this differently, it's like, hey, I can do this, I can do that, and to, to look at it in a much more positive light. How refreshing, Amazing. Jennifer. Yeah. Uh, but tell us, where can we get these books? How can people access them? You should be able to get them anywhere, uh, wherever you usually get. Of course, you can get it through futurehorizons.com. But they are also available Barnes and Noble, Amazon, everywhere that you typically go to buy books, wherever your favorite place is. If it's not Future Horizons, then you can go to those other places. But there are so many wonderful things. And thank you for acknowledging that I am thrilled to be a new Future Horizons author. And Yes, and just a few weeks. I know. And have had such a wonderful experience with you guys. And um, I, I'm very excited to be included. And it was something that happened because our dear friend, Joanne Laura, who passed away two yes. years ago, uh, said to me before she, she pretty much tasked me with this. And she was like, you reach out to them <laughs> and you finish your book and you, you, you probably publish this. And so I did. Uh, so there we have it. Wonderful. But, but you also have an entire different division of future horizons mm -hmm. that is so amazing, Jennifer. I want you to talk um, about Sensory World and what people will find there because I don't think enough people know about this. It's amazing because it, sensory dysfunctions, it, they affect like one in six kids. It, I mean, it's really an amazing number of people. And the more I learned about it, I was like, oh, I'm one of those kids. Growing up, things would bother me. They didn't bother other people. Um, and it's it's funny because you go through life, you just assume that everybody's experiencing the world the way you do. And I would think, wow, everybody else is handling these horrible, loud noises so much better than me. But then once you start reading into it and learning, they're not experiencing it the same. So it, it was very interesting to learn about that. But Sensory World came out of um, learning about, you know, sensory processing disorder and realizing that it was a completely different division than autism. Obviously, you know a lot about sensory issues when you know and love somebody with autism. But what we realized were, was that there were so many people out there that had sensory issues that did not necessarily have autism and would not be going to an autism publisher looking for sensory books. It would just not occur to them. So we decided to make a separate division for uh, so called sensory world. And how, and are, parent, how are parents uh, using the resources they find? Well, hopefully they're using them with their kids or turning them over to teachers. A lot of it is to just learn about how your child might be experiencing the world differently and to empathize more and be able to change the way you do things. You know, there's always the uh, old story, at least it's told to me, about a little boy who kept just throwing it fit every time he had to go put on his shoes at the end of the day. And it wasn't until later that it was in a nursery school that they realized that the, where they went to put his shoes on was right by the diaper pail. Mm. 
And even though it was covered and it wasn't a strong, so it was enough for the child to just throw a fit. So to become more aware of things like that. And then there are little uh, tricks or more things to learn about every kind of sense. So that's what we focus on. So how do people find Sensory World? How do they get there? Sensoryworld.com. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. (laughs) Nice and easy. There we go. Jennifer, is um, Future Horizons going to start doing conferences with Temple Grandin again? We hope so. That is our plan. It seems like with COVID, everything's been a moving target. And to say like, okay, six months from now, we're going to be safe to do a conference, right? We can throw a bunch of people in a room in six months, right? It would always look like it. We kind of start ramping up to it and then be like, yeah, I don't know. I'd always rather be more cautious than, especially with getting a large group of people together. Um, But it's looking good. We're looking at the fall, knock on wood, and hoping that uh, everything will work out for early October, maybe. Well, thank you for all of the work from your family. Your father was a legend and uh, will always be in so many people's hearts. And it's so amazing to see you carry on his work. And I'm appreciative for for all the books that I have gotten from Future Horizons. And now to be a part of of that is is a huge big deal for for me and for my family. Well, I'm thrilled about it. So uh, where do people go to, to find Future Horizons? Tell them all your websites and, and social media so that they can find Future Horizons, although we talk about it all the time. Oh, thank you. It's, it's fhautism.com or uh, go into Facebook, look for Future Horizons, Instagram, Twitter, all those good things. We're out you'll there. Find, you'll find so many things there, so many resources that you'll, you know, it's like Christmas. You, you want to put we everything try. in your cart. It really is. Thank you so much for being here and for all that you do, Jennifer. Thank Thank you, you, Jennifer. Thank you for being on the show. Nice to meet you. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Just amazing. You know, I I don't know if you've been to Sensory World, but uh, for those of you watching at home, but, oh, it's just, you just see so many things there that you go, oh, I'd like to get that and I would need to get this book. And, oh, that looks like a fascinating read. I used to love to go and spend hours in bookstores, Nancy. It's, uh-huh. There are fewer and fewer of them, but you really can do it virtually. And if you're looking for anything having to do with sensory or with autism, Future Horizons really is the place to start. It's They yeah. really have amazing resources there. But it's time, my friends. I don't know about all of you. Nancy and I were, were up late and early <laughs> watching uh, Love on the Spectrum which just came out on Netflix. This is the Love on the Spectrum US version. And we would have been watching it anyway, but it's especially fun that we know some of the participants this time around because it's being done in the US. And one of them we know really well. Yes. Today we are going to be joined by Danny Bowman. Uh, Danny is a special friend of the show. We have had her on before, but now we're here to talk about her experience with Love on the Spectrum. Uh, Danny was diagnosed with autism at the age of three and proved, boy, she proved doctors wrong that said she wouldn't amount to much. Uh, She founded her own animation studio, Danimation Entertainment, at the age of 14. She's produced 11 award-winning films, and she ran her company all the while 
earning a BFA in animation and then an MBA in management and leadership. So uh, she's here to join us. She is appearing now in Love on the Spectrum USA on Netflix. Welcome, Danny. But she also, wait, before we get to that, Nancy, not only is she appearing on that, but she has also been doing some guest appearances for us on our new show, Stories from the Spectrum, which the first episode came out last month and you got to see Danny on a trip going to New York to win an award. And now tomorrow, episode two comes out and we'll get to see the part two of that where Danny really talks about her journey with animation. And I think, I think it's, it's a wonderful piece it, uh, that goes quite well because if I was watching Love on the Spectrum and I saw what I'm seeing, I would want to know more about Danny. I would want to know how did she start this company? How, what, what is her vision? Why is she so interested in animation? Why is being a businesswoman so at the core of who she is and what she's doing? And she talks about some of that on tomorrow's episode of Stories from the Spectrum. You're not going to want to miss that. That will appear right here and then it'll be available as a podcast. So, um, you know, definitely you want to be checking out Love on the Spectrum US, but then also check out the two episodes of Stories from the Spectrum. So now, now let's bring Danny in. Let's bring Danny on. Hello. How are you Hi, today, Shannon and Nancy? It's been a Hi. while. How are you, Danny? I'm doing fine. Thank you so much. Good. Wow. We loved watching the episodes with you of Love on the Spectrum, and we want to talk about that uh, today. And tell us, first of all, what was it like filming it? So what was it like? It's like um, making the show coming to life. It's so amazing just to see myself on camera. See myself on camera, and um, I didn't mind the cameras at all because yeah, um, you I just you're a natural, Danny. Yes, well, you're so stunningly beautiful, and you are the camera just loves you, and you're such an interesting and talented person. I guess I want to know, Danny. So it it finally came out, and I want to know at the I, have you seen the whole thing now by this point? I did, yes, I. Did all six episodes, and this looks so terrific. So, are you happy? What do you think? Do you like the way you you came out on it? Are you happy? Because it's always edited. We have to acknowledge that they don't include everything, and sometimes you know people are like, "Oh, I wish they'd included this." But are you happy with how it was edited and how you came out of it? Definitely, it did. Okay. It's not scripted, though. No, not scripted at all. It was just your life yeah. and so many other people's lives. What what has been your most surprising reaction from people when they find out you're on the show? Um, a lot of um, actions I received very positive um, remarks about um, how I'm being on the show. It's Danny and something like that. And there's some funny ones too. Like I'm just stuck in an anime um, English dub thing. <laughs> that was funny. Well, but that is one of your interests. And uh, I just said that tomorrow we're going to uh, show the second half of the uh, the pieces that you made for us from Stories from the Spectrum so people can see why you're so into anime and why you're so into animation and, and why you're an amazing businesswoman. Um, and I don't know how much you're allowed to say, and we don't want to do spoiler alerts here because I think the most 
most people haven't watched the whole thing yet, so I don't want to give anything away yet, but it's all out. You can watch all of it. But Danny, I think the big question in everybody's mind as they start to watch it is, and I'm not going to say which guy because I don't want to give things away, but there's a guy that it seems like you are very interested in and you're very into, and we see you getting ready to go on a second date with him. And then the next time we see you, you put him in the friend zone, but we don't know why. Are you allowed to tell us what happened in between or are we not allowed to talk about that? Not, um, we'll talk about it. Yes. Um, okay. So for, for my second date, I'm just looking for, we're just, um, keeping ourselves, um, taking it. Then again, we're just uh, making sure that we take it slow as possible. And, um, for my, for my second date, I'm just, um, getting to know him. And then, and then I you know. decided maybe you would be better off being friends. But then I find out, um, for Solomon, um, I found out that there is, um, not quite compatible okay all right well fair enough you you didn't think he had the same goals life goals as you had correct yeah one one yeah solomon didn't have the same life goals as i do but um but no one is as motivated as you are danny you are driven you are somebody that you see very clearly the path and you you know you know you're a woman who knows what she wants which is amazing but I don't know, like, you know, as, as somebody who is one of the older women on the sideline, I just want to warn you that there are very few people in life that are going to be as driven as you are. I agree. You are super driven. You're driven to the max. And you may not be able to find a man as driven as you. How does that think about that? You're right. It's just extremely rare to find somebody who is as driven as I am. But you might find somebody who really does it for you that isn't as driven as you are. That, At that least. Is, it might happen. It might happen. Now, Danny, one of the things you happen to say on the show is that real business women don't cry. And I, yeah. where did you get that idea from? Well, that idea, I came up with myself. It's due to common sense. I, what business women don't cry in public, but privately. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. They're allowed to cry because I've, I've been a businesswoman in my life, and believe me, I've cried plenty of times. Me too. I, I, I yeah, cried yesterday. Cried <laughs> yesterday, Shannon? Yes, and I cry publicly. I just cry publicly. I My eyes leak all the time. I, I, I got to be honest with you, and maybe that's being unprofessional for me, but I... I believe that we should have our emotions and that people should see us have our emotions, but you don't, you say, you say, no, I got to be a businesswoman and I got to be professional. Is that correct? That is correct. Stay professional is a good thing. You hold it. Hell you go, go find somewhere private. All right. I can't do that. I just leak and cry. Uh, but that's mm -hmm. me. Now you worked with uh, a coach on the show. What was that like for you? Was that helpful? I thought it was um, very helpful, Jennifer Cook, even though she is very helpful with lots of dating advices. Unfortunately, that didn't make it to the cut. Yeah, I noticed that we didn't we didn't see that. We saw her working with some of the other people um, in the show, but we didn't see you end up working with her. But you really think that she helped you? She did, yes, Jennifer Cook. What she only helped is the ones that made it is um, Abby and Sado. Yeah. Did I get his name yeah. right? I think so. I think so. Those were both really cute storylines. Um, 
So but, tell us, Danny, tell us what's yeah. next for you in the dating world. What's next for me? So hopefully, um, hopefully once, um, probably I'm looking forward to the next I'm filming if Love on the Spectrum announces a second season. If the second season's announced, that would be really amazing. So you'd be willing to do it again and go on more dates? Definitely. All right. I I I, I want to be like um, a Yenta, Nancy. I want to be on the committee that picks who you go out with. Like, I want to pick somebody out for you. Um, I, I want to be one of the matchmakers. Um, so, Danny, let's talk a little bit about, because your popularity is is skyrocketing because people are seeing this and, and seeing what an amazing amazing professional driven woman that you are. They're also seeing that you're beautiful and that you have a lot to bring to a dating situation. If people want to know more about you, where do you tell them to go? If people want to know more about me, you can they find me on www.deanymationentertainment.com. You could find me on Facebook under Danny Bowman and Danny Mation, Twitter, Danny Mation and Instagram, Danny Bowman one, LinkedIn, Danny Bowman and also Danny Mation. Or you could just Google me. Yeah, absolutely. And tomorrow we're going to be debuting the, that part two of the series that you did for us from Stories from the Spectrum. The first part, we got to go with you as you went to New York to get an award. Tell us what what's in that second part. I talked about a little bit before, but tell us from your point of view what that part two is about. The part two is more about my origin story of how I get to be where I am today with all the, uh, the accomplishments and the success. Yeah. Uh, you're, I mean, we've been having you on the show for, for many, many years. I think the first time you were on the show, you might've been 14. That's and, right. And I was I, just stunned. My son had discovered your children's book, Danny and Goliath. And that was one of his favorite books growing up. I remember that. Yes. Yeah. He loved it. And, and you were already starting to teach. At that young age, I, I just, I, I, like, was that your idea? Was that uh, Joey Travolta's idea? Who had the original idea and said, wait a second, Danny should be teaching this to other kids on the spectrum? Well, it's all thanks to um, Joey's encouragement to, why don't you teach animation? Joey Travolta is the one who gave me the wings to fly to teach um, animation to use on the autism spectrum across the country and also in the UK as well later on. Okay. If people want to study with you, Danny, how do they go about doing that? How do they go about learning animation? If anybody would like to learn about animation, you can go to the Danimation Entertainment has a um, a one-on-one session where people can buy the peca- packages. We different for class, and also we also provide weekly free classes for anybody that want, who is interested. Oh, great! Just amazing. So for people who don't know and have never seen Love on the Spectrum before, let's talk a little bit, because this is a Netflix show that's already a hit, but this is a new version of it that's Love on the Spectrum US, because the first uh, two seasons, was it Australia or New Zealand? I'm sorry that I don't know. That's embarrassing. That's Australia. Australia. And um, and it was fascinating, boy. We were all riveted to it in in COVID, and and then at some point they decided to make uh, a U.S. version of it. And how did you get hooked up with that, Danny? Like, were there auditions? Where? How did you get hooked up? 
I got hooked up by email. As far as I could remember, it was a while ago when I first approached to get filmed to be part of the show. He contacted us to see if we knew of anyone who may be interested in taking part of this cool new dating show that was a big hit in Australia and was coming to the U.S. At that time, no one was familiar with Kian in the show, but I thought it would be a great opportunity to find love because I'm always busy. That's hard for me to find the time. And I've been very trusting, and I've been, never been very trusting of dating websites. Ugh, too many. What are we looking at there on the, uh, this picture that Traven's showing? What is this, Danny? Um, that is me teaching animation to youth on the autism spectrum. That's supposed to make it to the cut, but unfortunately it didn't. Okay. We have some other pictures here. Uh, there, Oh, there you are again, teaching. Absolutely Yes, these amazing. are behind the scenes from Love and the Spectrum. Amazing. And there's me with Jennifer, another one that didn't make it to the cut. And that's Kian, right, with you? And Kian's the Kian's the director, the producer of uh, all of the Love on the Spectrum. He's really, because uh, we, we get to hear sometimes the questions that he asks you guys. I have heard, I think from you and from other people, that he is just a wonderful, kind presence on on the set. Is that how you would say it? Yes, that's what I would say. Alongside with some of his um, crew members like Emily and Jessica, they, they're like my wing people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely amazing. And do we have more pictures, Traven? Or is that the... Oh, there you are. That's another behind the scenes. This time, me having a conversation with Jennifer Cook. Well, that didn't make it to the cut. But Danny, you're used to being around cameras. Was it at all weird to have them invade your house and not be in charge? Because normally when the cameras are there, you're in charge. Not at all. I didn't really mind about cameras being around me. The picture on the right, as you see, that's uh, me and Emily. Well, you were absolutely a natural on camera, I have to say. You didn't appear to be at all nervous or... Uh, reticent about sharing your feelings. Um, have you always been so uninhibited, Danny, in terms of being having people film you? Yeah. And this this is a picture of your aunt and uncle who've been yeah. They're like um, watching me. They're like they, they've figured largely into your life. You live with them. What do they think about these first six episodes? They thought they were so amazing. And Sandy was definitely floored and she was laughing out loud. <laughs> Patrick, there's, there's, speaking of, there's, there she is. There's Sandy. Come on I'm in, Sandy. Sandy. I'm so glad that you're there because you know people want to know what the deal is with why did you think it was a good idea to give her a shot of tequila before going on <laughs> yeah. a date? Sandy. Well, I never thought that was going to make the cut. <laughs> of course it made the cut. What were you thinking, Sandy? Oh my goodness. Uh what what wasn't thinking? I I just okay, was so Danny's very as a matter of fact and straightforward, as you guys know. So I she hadn't dated in several years, right? And so I wanted her to relax because she could if she doesn't like somebody, she'll just tell them exactly how she feels. And I kept telling her, just you know, uh be nice, even if you're not you know too attracted to them. Just relax. Um, and so usually sometimes when we do that, like we're going somewhere, we're just going to be nervous. We'll have a little bit of a, of a shot just to, re, you know, take the edge off. So mm-hmm. I did that and I never thought it was going to make the cut. Yes. But 
Yeah, so that's how she, she got, but actually it was the opposite. She totally was, you know, infatuated by Solomon, you know, from the very, very first look, I guess, that they looked at each other. Well, yeah, that, so and I found myself wondering how much of that was the tequila and how much of it was, he was cute, <laughs> Danny, he was cute. Yes, he was cute and definitely so good looking. Adon is cute too, but yes, I was attracted to Adon's humor. Yeah, he yeah. was a little bit heartbroken, wasn't he, Danny? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. I think he definitely had it going on for you. Yeah, they. I think they had got had it going on for each other. They really cared for each other. But the more they got to know each other, they they started dating after the camera stopped rolling. Right. And and um, the more they got to know each other, the more they realized that it was really difficult for them to carry on a relationship because they really had nothing in common. So her, her, her initial thought when they, when they first met, she really liked him. She was attracted to him, but she thought we have nothing in common. How are we ever going to see each other? He doesn't drive. I don't drive. He lives on opposite sides of town. How are we ever going to see each other? How are we ever going to, what are we going to talk about? And how are we going to, you know, so those, those were her initial thoughts. Right. But then she was so attracted to him that she said, the heck with it, as most women do, right? <laughs> right. Well, that was the thing that really struck me about that whole first date. Uh, and it's in the first episode, you guys. You really got to watch it because what's amazing to me about it is that usually when people go on a date, there's there's all the things that get said, but there's all the things that don't get said that are in people's minds. And I can't tell you how many times, Danny, I've had girlfriends call me from a first date and say, just exactly what you said out loud. He's so hot. I think I'm in love. Um, and and the girls, I mean, girls, women, grown women say that kind of thing all the time. But you were speaking it out loud. Um, and I think Traven has a clip. Shall we go to the clip? Oh, great. Let's take a look at the clip.
Danny, one thing that people certainly can't say about you is that you are not upfront. You are definitely honest to the core and um, evident in the show that you, you yeah. let your feelings be known, right? You put them right out there, don't you? Yeah, and that, that's the reason why I gave her the shout out to Kila because I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought she wasn't going to like the first date. And anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she survived it. Everybody survived it. It was just funny. Uh, but, you know, so at this point, Danny, do you still, you're still excited to find love? Definitely. I I hope, I well, say, your guy is out there. I just hope you yeah, find him sooner as opposed to later. And what I need to do is just, um, I just need to um keep keep going deeper onto the surface. I need to keep going under the surface for who this person is a little wait, bit more. Are you going to wait till the last, they film again to date again? Or are you just, are you, you know what? Um, it doesn't really matter. I can just, I could be able to find a plan with, um, with my next date. Right. So she's like you said, Danny, Danny, you said it, you've got to kiss a lot of frogs to find the prince. Oh, speaking of frogs, uh, got a little frog animation that she actually um, did, it, but I guess we can't do it. We can't show it. But we, uh, she, so she was on, on, um, I was at, um, we have the receipts by, um, Netflix Tundum. Yeah. And so they asked her to do a little animation demonstration. So she animated a little herself kissing a frog. Oh, oh how, how amazing. Yeah. But it's, I mean, you know, we didn't, we just actually just did it like yeah. a day or two ago. So she didn't send it to you in time. So you could, you know, well, so next time. Next Can time we'll show it. Watch this, actually. Um, unable. Oops. Yeah, sure. That's okay. Uh, I don't know if Traven can change something on his side, whether you can change. I don't, I don't know if he can do that or not on the fly. But, and we're out of time, basically. But, Danny, uh, I wanted to take just a second again because, you know, you, you are somebody who is amazing and a businesswoman and constantly creating films. You've already created in your, in your young life over 11 award-winning films, not just, you know, films, award-winning films. So talk a little bit about your business, put it out there about what your business is, because people could be hiring you to animate right now. Yes. I've got some several projects in house, including one top secret animation project in collaboration with Boots of Bullying. So I will let you do more details when it's announced. Yeah, okay. really just the, it's, you know, Boots of Bullying. So it's an animation short that they're trying to pitch to the networks. And she's got an, a whole series that she's working on uh, with with her a student, with my with yeah, my team and, of students and her team and so on. That's the first big one, and the second big one she's working on right now. The is- CBS Pipeline Challenge. We are going to pitch a film to one of the five non to each nonprofit to see which one's the best one. Yeah, and also with SIGGRAPH. Uh, okay, and with SIGGRAPH, we're developing the, the graphics. So that the SIGGRAPH is a big one because you guys know who SIGGRAPH is. Yeah. Crystal's calling me. Uh-oh, people are calling you. Uh, and you're almost we're done. Gonna have, I, we're going to have go to have you back on. We're going to yeah. have to have you back on when you find your true love on the show. Yes. Probably with Shannon. It's going to happen. Okay. I also want to say, Sandy, I also... Thank you. I also want to say, Sandy, that one, and I don't know how you felt about it, Nancy, but one of the most amazing things in this season of Love on the Spectrum was watching 
how everybody interacts with their people, with their team, like how Danny interacts with you and with her uncle and how some of the other characters interact with their roommates. Uh, I just thought it was really interesting because we really got to see how hard you guys work to set them up for success and how hard it is sometimes to let them go and do the thing that you set them up for the success to do. And Danny, I was really seeing on, not as much on your part, because I think they edited that out, but how frustrated you guys get when we're still in there trying to support you. Is that what? a fair statement? When, when Not as much thinking- Danny. Yes. I mean, I saw the, the young guy at the Ren Fair and every time his mother would say anything oh. to him at all. And he was like, oh, yes. and Dang. I feel like that's my house right now. I say, <laughs> oh, are we going to do, oh, mom. I like, you know, I, I felt like, you know, I really had a heart for that, Sandy. We work so hard to support them to be able to do the things that they do. It's very hard to stop it, Danny. When, when it's time for you to go do your thing, it's very hard for us to not be like, can I come too? Can I watch you at the table, have your blind date? <laughs> you know, which, which of course, you know, you don't want us to, but we want to. Yeah, it was I, really hard for Patrick and I, because all the filming that was done, we were not allowed to be there. Not even here at the house where she was with the, not, not that we were not allowed. It was just better that, because they wanted her to be herself. Yes. They didn't want her us around to try to, you know, uh, she could try and please what, you know, say what we wanted her to say. They wanted her to say, just be herself. And and so they asked us not to be there when she was filming. And we never were, yeah. other than the ones that, when they actually filmed us together. Yeah. And and so, yeah, well, clear. Leave, you know, having her leave and having her be around was just totally her without us. And, you know, she yeah. did great. It's clear, though, how much everybody is cared and looked after and how much you guys, you know, deeply are involved in their lives. But it was also clear that from the adults on the spectrum perspective, that they would like to be able to do their own thing now. Am I wrong, Danny? You want to do right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. I I got Um, that. The reason why I do is because I want it to always be independent and be out there. Always be out there. Yes. Well, you are. You are. You Sandy, are. Amazing. I, you're very proud of her and your support for yeah. her is so yeah. happy. But I still have to sometimes even now, I still have to like prompt me. By prompting me, like for example, say deeper, which means explain even more. Because she'll if she has to, she'll get away with just yes, no. Yes. <laughs> but my my prompt is deeper. That means talk for yep. about that. There we that go. That means explain. explain. Well, you're a good team. You're a good team. Uh, we thank you so much for being here. We want to remind everybody that we're going to debut that episode of Stories from the Spectrum with your part two in the series. That'll be tomorrow that that will, will be on. So tune in to see more about Danny and how she got to be who she is today. And definitely watch Danny and all the other people on Love on the Spectrum US. It's on Netflix now and it's my face hurts from smiling so much. Yes. It's a, it's a great show. We encourage everybody to watch it and uh, see how Danny does in the dating world. We're going to have you back, Danny, when you find your true love. Count on that. Yeah, I can't wait to tell you when I find the right love. Put me in. Put me on the on the show. No, yeah. Absolutely, right. you can bring them with you. It's still date. It's a promise. I can still date. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes, absolutely. I want to be a matchmaker. I want to help you find the right guy. Really? You can? I'm going to be, I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be looking. Help us because she doesn't listen to me. Please do, (laughs) Shannon. I'm going to be looking, Danny. All right. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. And in parting, Nancy, just want to remind everybody, tune in tomorrow because that second episode of Stories from the Spectrum, and Danny will be featured on it, but there are several other individuals. It's all content that is created by and for people who are neurodiverse. And uh, we've got some amazing, I'm just always blown away by the talent Uh pool that is out there, Nancy. So I'm so excited. Terry Magro is one of the people that's going to be featured on tomorrow's episode. So we want everybody to tune in and see that, but we'll be back tomorrow. And then uh, just a programming note that we are off all of next week uh, for a little break, a little hiatus, because the week after, after Memorial day, we're going to be back and in the studio. Exciting. It is exciting. I can't wait for everybody to see it. I can't wait for it to be done. We're so, 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 so close. But um, I, I might be doing some live feeds from Texas next week. I'm going to be in Texas. And so okay. I, I might do an occasional live feed. But other than that, we're going to be playing reruns. I know it's a bummer, but uh, everybody has to do it from time to time. Yeah. So tune in tomorrow. Uh, but until then, give your kiddos a hug from me. Give yourselves a hug from me. Thanks for joining us. Bye. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>